this episode is a little different. This is a tribute to Kobe Bryant. And I'm not going to sit here and talk about like just accolades and stuff like that, but just the effect that this person had on my life. So for me personally, basketball, I always tell people, basketball saved my life. Not on some shit like, oh, I was going down the wrong path and no. The game of basketball saved my life in which it allowed me not to even look down the wrong path and it allowed me to travel the world, touch, see and learn in places that I never thought I'd be. And a big part of that came from my love for basketball and that's directly due to Kobe. Because as a kid, like as a young, young kid, you know, elementary days, basketball was... I learned about basketball through books, actually. Like, I, I, my cousins always played, and, like, I played basketball. But I really learned about the history of basketball and its African-American black basketball stars, you know. <clears throat> Walt Frazier. South, uh, of course, South Philly's own Earl the Pearl Monroe. Uh, Lou Alcindor, before I even knew his name, was uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Lou Alcindor, Wilt Chamberlain. I learned about all of them in books. So, you know, just being a kid, you love to go play basketball outside, run around with your friends, like, especially in North Philadelphia, basketball really all you got. And then, you know, coming to West Philly is the same thing, basketball, basketball, basketball. But I never was a big NBA fan. Like, I wasn't no Jordan fan growing up watching him play all the time. That just wasn't me. I was a kid that'd rather be out there playing myself, think about how great I'm going to be. But as I got a little older, I say like middle school days, I started watching and I had favorite players. I, I love Tracy McGrady and Paul Pierce, but Kobe and AI, that was it for me. Kobe and AI, that was it. That's all I wanted to be. That's all I, you know. But as I got a little older, I'm talking about right before entering high school and then entering high school, it was Kobe. I understood what it was. That was he. He lit my fire. He lit my love for basketball because with AI, and this is what's crazy to me. AI is a god of basketball. That man can wake up, get out the bed, tell somebody, "Yo, grab my sneaks. We gonna play ball," and give somebody fifty. But, and that's what an old head once said to me. So I kick this shit every time I, I can. An old head told me. When AI in the bed at 5 a.m., Kobe been in the gym for two hours shooting, running laps, working hard. Not just because he talented, because he wanted to be the best. And that's what Mamba mentality was all about. <laughs> like, if you know anything about it, you get it. Like, same beast, different animal. I hope I said it right, man. But it's about having a talent, working your ass off. Not just even to be the best, but to get the best out of you. To give the best. And people take sports in different ways, but I took it as motivation. Because, you know, like a a lot of young men, you don't grow up with positive role models. Everybody that was my role model besides Kobe and AI was either doing bad shit in the world. Not like bad shit, but doing illegal shit or talking illegal shit. 
So to see somebody give you motivation that was positive, especially like AI, is like, yo, just be yourself and do what you got to do. But then Kobe was, no, work your ass off of what you want. Work your ass off so because you, you believe, like, have that confidence, believe in yourself. So I remember, you know, being in high school, me, I believe, like, yeah, it was just this other girl that I knew from high school. Like, she was a big Kobe fan, too, but it was just Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. That's all I would talk about. That's all I knew. I would stay up late to watch the games because, you know, in Philly, we on East Coast time. So Lakers don't play till 1030 East Coast time because, you know, that's earlier. And that's uh, what, <coughs> excuse me, 7 p.m. or 730 out in L.A. So I had to stay up late every night to watch these games on TNT, ESPN. And I would. It wasn't a problem. I loved it. And we talking, you know, I watched the championship era of Kobe and Shaq. And I watched Shaq Diamonds. I had the video games, NBA Live and all that, where you put Shaq on a block and you can't stop him. But I always had Kobe out on the wing because I knew Kobe was that man. <coughs> I would sit down with a notebook sometimes even and just like watch how he played. And this was before YouTube, so it wasn't no pause. I had to watch how this man used his feet and write down how. And then when I would go outside, I would just try to remember what I wrote down and do it. So it was cold to me when I got older and that shit started working. Oh, that's what gave me confidence. Like as a person, like, oh no, you can bust people's ass on this court. You can do whatever you want in the world if you put your mind to it and you work hard. But just to watch him just, just go off on people every night. Don't get me wrong, you had the Tracy McGrady's and the Steve Francis and the AIs, <coughs> the Tim Duncan's. The Kevin, uh, not Kevin Durant, uh, Kevin Garnett, but Kobe, oh uh, no, nah, bro. My favorite quote when of Kobe, like in a game, like an announcer saying something after he did something, was Kobe Bryant just sucked the gravity out the building. That's when he played the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Sprewell was guarding him on the right baseline. Kobe gave him that little, uh, I'm out. And Spree tried to, you know, hurry up and get back to him and press him. By the time Kobe got to that basket, he up and under that thing and cock and bang it. And all you heard was, and Kobe Bryant sucks, just sucks the gravity out the building. <laughs> Excuse me, man. This shit kicking me in. But just just those memories. Like this morning, I was uh, watching some YouTube videos of, like, his highlights. And just the memories, actually, like, seeing the shit he did and feeling that feeling again of... Oh, wow, I'm inspired. Because like I said, I got to, you know, growing up in urban environments, you gravitate to what you're either good at or what everybody else is doing. So basketball, music, stuff like that, <coughs> hell, fighting, you you want to be great at it because that gives you confidence in the world. And just to watch the shit that Kobe did and be a Kobe fan gave me confidence alone. But to actually be out there and go able to do some of the same shit he did on the court and it worked for me. And be able to, you know, go to different places. Hold myself down in Philly, Baltimore, D.C., North Carolina, uh, Virginia, Korea. Just anywhere I ever played ball. Just like on my Kobe shit. People would say, yo, I play like this person. Like, oh, you got AI in your Jamal Carter. No, it was always Kobe. It was always, I'm six foot. I'm going to give you this fade away. Like, I thought I was Kobe Bryant. I 
truly did. I was Kobe Bryant. To me. To me, I was... I wanted to make it. To play ball. Like, I'm... I'm I love where I'm at in my life now, but I, I wanted to make it in playing basketball just so I can meet Kobe Bryant. So I can be able to walk up to Kobe here and be like, yo, I'll bust your ass, Kobe. Because that's the confidence he gave me. Like, that's how he lived his life. Well, like, I'll go up and do, I'll go up to anybody and tell them, like, yo, I'll be the best. I'll be better than you. Because you got to understand, like, once, all right, so that's a little backtrack. Everybody was like, oh, Kobe and Shaq, the beef. These like my high school days, end of high school, <clears throat> excuse me, going into college. And everybody would talk that shit like, oh, Kobe, he fucked up the Lakers and he the reason Shaq left. No, Shaq got traded because they believed in Kobe. And not that they didn't believe in Shaq, but Kobe forced them to believe in him. Like, you know, listen, I'm going to work my ass off. And whoever don't work their ass off, they're going to have to hear my mouth. And I was always personally a bigger Kobe fan than Shaq fan. Like, I got crazy love. Like, this one is real crazy. So, let's take it a little back. So, eighth grade, 2001, you got Kobe and Shaq and the Lakers versus Sixers and AI in the finals. <clears throat> so, I told you. It was it for me. Because I, like I grew up wearing AI sneaks, always talking about Kobe. But that's the moment I realized I was a bigger Kobe fan than AI. Because I wanted the Lakers to win. Not because I wanted to see the Lakers win. I wanted to see Kobe win. And that fact, that 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 feeling in my heart, not that I, don't, I wanted to see AI lose. I wanted to see Kobe win. And he won. He won the year before that. He won that year. And he won the next year. With the help of teammates. But it was just a feeling that you got. A pride that you got. I remember sitting at the park, you would talk with niggas and shit, and like, you go to one park, oh, fuck Kobe, this and that, it was about this person, the AI, oh, this, oh. But I remember the park I used to go to, Tustin's, 60th in Columbia, oh, niggas had love for Kobe out there. I remember, all right, so kick this. If you remember the two points, or the, the dunk is just two points commercial that Kobe had, I think it was with Sprite, where they was like, oh, a dunk is just still two points. Part of it was at a playground. That playground is the playground I'm talking about, Tustin's. That's, and it's just like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Kobe was always around my life. Even if not meeting a person, he was always an influence in my life. Like, a, a true influence, like, go hard. Like, we're going to get to the Mamba mentality a little bit later. But just the, like I said, just to watch him play. It wasn't about... Everybody would say that he the sidekick. No, I knew the truth. I used to read the magazines, and they like, yo, Kobe out here working in the summer. Shaq took the summer off. Hey, to each his own. You get to choose who you want to be in this life. But the fact that that man was working was my motivation in life. Like, yo, if I just get up and work, this basketball shit going to take me somewhere. And I love that quote of, if you shoot for the moon, is it is you shoot for the moon, at least you hit the stars, or some shit like that. I don't know the exact quote, but... The fact that I wanted to make it to the NBA took me around the world, took me to opportunities that I never would have even thought of going. Like, I only wanted to go to college to play basketball. I only went to the middle of the territory to play basketball. Like, I just wanted to play ball. I wanted to go on the court and be Kobe Bryant. 
You had to respect me because you knew. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I interact with other people in different areas. But my main area, especially being younger, was basketball. So a lot of people I come in contact with was from basketball. And you had to respect me. You had to put some, as, as Birdman would say, you had to put some respect on my name. <coughs> Excuse me. And that confidence, that respect, that was all due to Kobe. No bullshit. I posted something on IG or, yeah, it was IG. I got a uh, number eight Kobe jersey. I bought that shit off my man Sharon in like 2007. This nigga Sharon like 6'7". It's a jersey super big on me. I'm six foot. But I had to have that jersey, that number eight, that brand. I couldn't see that nigga walking around and it needed to be mine. Like, took it personal. Like, no, that's, I got to buy that off you, bro. And I still got it to this day. I'm going to get it framed and shit, man. Put it in a man cave. Put it up. Get to look at it. Inspiration. I got me a cool jersey. I got to buy a 24 or two, but that's going to come. I'm never going to wear it. They're going in the frames. And I'm going to explain to my kids. And that's the even crazier part. That his, you know, his daughter passed with him in a tragic accident. Because I'm a father of daughters, too. And it's just like, I've grown up knowing that I want my daughters to have that same feeling. Or not even just my daughter, like my children. To have that love for anything in life. Like, I love basketball. But to have one of them love it just as much as me and to be involved in them playing. Oh, that's the part that really is crazy and that hurt. Like, I feel that connection. But yeah, it's just <coughs> I've repped him. I've repped Cole. <coughs> Excuse me. Pat, you know this shit be kicking. <coughs> but <coughs> even when I was in Korea, <coughs> it's a thirteen hour time difference in Korea's ahead <coughs> of say East Coast time. So, if the Lakers playing at night, I'm watching it the next morning. But at the same time, it's the next morning, but in Korea. So, I'm supposed to be at work. No, fuck that. I ain't at work. I went to some shit called the USL. No, I'm sitting here chilling, watch, <coughs> watching the Lakers every day. <coughs> Not giving a fuck. <coughs> and when he won that chip, and I was over there in Korea, I... I was proud because it was like, now you can't talk that Shaq shit, yo. <coughs> I got love for Shaq. <coughs> but it was like, now you can't talk that Shaq shit. He did it. He got two chips. He went out with five. Boy, what I would have loved to see him get that six on Mike Edge. Because like I told you, I ain't no Mike fan. I'm a, I love what Mike's game and what he did. But I was never a Michael Jordan fan. I've had Jordans. I just wasn't a fan of bull. <coughs> But Cole, getting them two more, solidifying. Like, no, I'm one of the greatest. We ain't going to talk about the 81 game. That was that was a AFC championship. That was the, yeah, <coughs> AFC championship uh, Sunday. I think the Steelers was playing somebody. 
I'm like, I ain't watching no football. Kobe playing the Raptors. I'd rather watch that. I believe it was on NBA TV, too. And this was like NBA TV was fresh. <coughs> Kobe just basket after basket. Them niggas is losing. Kobe just getting basket. Fuck it. I got to get another basket. More baskets. Before you know it, you looking up like, yo, this nigga just keeps shooting. Wait, he's making everything, though. Came out the gun with 81. I believe a week and a half prior to that. He dropped 63 on Dallas in three quarters. And I, I believe Dallas only had 60 when this nigga left the game. He didn't even play the fourth quarter. He outscored them by himself. You talking about somebody that worked. Like, it's, it's deeper than sports. It's about a mentality. Excuse me. So what hurt me was them last years. Them last couple of years. Them last three years. Them last three years. Robbed him of so much. Robbed him of maybe first or maybe it was second. Second or first. Who knows on the scoring list. Robbed him of just like, okay, the Lakers, it wasn't a good organization at that time period because they weren't making proper decisions. They were drafting some players that would develop in time, but they weren't letting them develop. You can't put young D'Angelo Russell out there and young Julius Randle out there with Kobe. He need vets because he's trying to win. Excuse me. But it didn't go that way. <coughs> the injuries, man. The torn Achilles. The injuries. That it personally personally that's that's what hurts me the most. Cause I, I feel like as people are saying now, we didn't see even the greatest of Kobe because he we were not robbing <sighs> words, man. Words. You want to use the right word in this moment. I feel like Kobe has so much more that we could have seen in his days of playing. And we were not granted access to it because of injuries. But even in retirement, like right before retiring with that last season, he just, you know, was out there balling. I wish I could have made that Sixers game, bro. I wish I could have made that shit. Yo, it hurts my heart that I never seen him play live. Never seen homie play live. Only on TV, yo. That's why, like, if you want to do some shit in life, just go do it. You never know if you're ever going to get the chance again. Just go do it. I don't give a fuck what's going on. It may be a bad decision at the moment. You'll never get that decision back. I should have went and go see. I should have had. I should have watched Kobe play multiple times. Fuck the amount I had to spend. I should have watched it because that's what I enjoy doing. I've seen AI. I've seen Steph Curry. I've seen LeBron, Tim Hardaway, Kyrie Irving, but never Kobe live at the game. Same arena. Same atmosphere. Same energy. So when Kobe retired, I wasn't hurt. Because that 60-point game just solidified it for me. It was like, yo, that's one thing I can hit hit Jordan fans with. Jordan ain't scored 60 on his way out. My man did. My my superhero did. Because that's what he was to me. He was a superhero. Like, people that... Love Superman, Batman, and Hulk, and Iron Man, and Black Panther. That's your superhero. That's the person that inspired you to be more. Guess what inspired me to be more? Kobe. People like him. Kill Monk. Like, 
crafter people. Like, he was my superhero. So I wasn't upset when he retired. He went out with the 60, and my heart was my heart was solid, gold. I'm cool. To the point, in real life, I was like, listen, I ain't even a Lakers fan no more. When Kobe retired, I retired. I'm going back home to my Sixers. I was a fan of AI and Kobe. 2001, I had to make that decision. I made it. Rode it out for years. But guess what? I had to go back home after that. And the Sixers was ass. We was losing. We was making draft picks. Every nigga wasn't playing. So I was cool with that decision. I was like, all right, Kobe. Kobe gone. My team ain't shit. I'm building up from the ground. But I'm, I was cool. I would watch highlights of Kobe on YouTube. I would get into the arguments. But the most thing, the, the one of the biggest things that stands out about Kobe to me is a Kobe and Kanye connection. I'm a big fan of Kanye's as well. Like he's a mad genius. Not and he's not even at Kobe level, but he's a definite mad genius. Cause that's what Kobe was. But Kobe had those mama mentality commercials. I don't know if y'all remember him, it's crazy. But I remember one that one commercial with Kobe, Kobe was talking to like a crowd of people. And Kanye, he was like, I've won awards. I've won this and that. <clears throat> he was like, what more do you want from me, Kobe Bryant? He was like, more. He was like, but how much better can I be? Better. <laughs> but I don't even know if I'm saying it right. But it was just like, no matter what you're doing, you can be better. You can do better. And that's when he hit it with the, are you the same animal and a different beast? And Kobe and Kanye was acting confused. Like, what the fuck does that even mean, Kobe Bryant? But you know what that means. Are you a different animal in the same beast? All right. It's a different arena I got to play in. But I'm going to master the shit. I'm going to work my ass off and become the best. I think that might be the tech that I get. I might get like, I want to get the, the eight as an infinity sign with the 24 in it. And then in cursive under it, get... Different animal, same beast. Different animal. Yeah, I got to work that out. I got to draw some shit out. Because that mamba mentality, that's... What's crazy is, it took... I've always told myself, you got to live the mamba mentality. You got to live it. And then... Whether it's in your successes and feel like, yeah, I won because you don't even think about why you won when you won. You think, finally, won for me. Or, shit, I'm, I'm just so happy, I'm not even thinking. But in your failures, you always think about what you could do better. And one thing I always say in my failures, mama mentality, work harder, go harder, go further, more. And it took for, like, Kobe passing and really for me to realize I have been to, not in every facet of my life like I should because that's how Kobe lived that shit. But in more facets than none, I was living Mamba mentality. That I had to take pride in everything I did. Maybe I made mistakes, but everything I did, I took pride in. That I wanted to do the best and look the best. Not just, you know, appearance-wise, but I wanted to be viewed as the best. I work hard. 
You know what I'm saying? I got my hard work ethic from Kobe Bryant. That's who taught me to work hard. Like I said, as a person that didn't have a lot of positive role models in their life, you have to look to people and be like, all right, this is somebody I can gain stuff from. So coming up, image-wise, it was AI. Mentality-wise, it was Kobe and Styles P. Styles P taught me a lot of shit. A lot of, like, ethics and code. But Kobe taught me drive and fire and assassin and vicious. Not as a bad thing, but as a good thing. Those are good words. So it was just amazing to me that the ball's gone. I heard it. When I heard it, I was at work yesterday, and a young boy, he came up to me like, yo, you heard about Kobe? Kobe dead. I'm like, come on, get the fuck out of here. So he kept saying it, and I'm like, yo, if this shit not true, you can't even talk for, like, for the rest of the day because nobody want to hear nothing you got to say. Like, that's bullshit. You don't play like that. So I step off to check my phone like everybody else started doing. Lo and behold, it was true. And then the reports started coming in and getting worse and worse. Throughout the day, like, oh, it was with his daughter. They were going to the game. Oh, it was other families and other people on that helicopter. Kids and parents, coaches, people that impact people's life. Like, and everybody, I don't even know how people feel. I'm just worried about how I feel right now. But, like, some people may think, well, it wasn't just Kobe that died. It was his daughter, too. Or it wasn't just Kobe and his daughter. It was other families. I feel that. Trust me, I feel that deep. But you gotta, you, you, the people that really impact your life on certain levels, you feel that like nobody else. So when I heard it, I'm like, all right, that's bullshit or whatever. And then when I seen it and read it, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? I immediately, I'm at work. I'm like, I'm going on break. I went on break. (laughs) I went right on break. Went outside, I ain't eat. I just went outside, smoked a black and mild, you know, Instagram, ESPN, trying to just a couple tears. And what really bugged me out, I think I my mom hit me up, my child's mom hit me up, like, yo, you cool? We know what it is with you and Kobe. Like, we know how you feel about him. We know what he meant to your life. And that would just blow me away that somebody... Not even just somebody. It was more like I posted something on social media, probably IG, Facebook, whatever. Like people just like, yo, you're the first person I thought of when I got when I heard. Because we know how much he meant to you. And that's real shit. That's real shit. Kobe Bryant was my superhero. The Black Mamba was my superhero. And what's crazy about it, this is the craziest part. I grew up. I grew up all those years, 20s. Oh, excuse me, 2000s, 2010s, 2020 is the point where Kobe became my superhero as a father figure. Like, of how he fathered his his daughters. It's like, yo, that's how I got to be. Like, I took one of my daughters to a WNBA game, but I'm like, no, I got girls. They need to see women doing this shit. I got to give them positive rope. Like, just how he was away from basketball became more of an inspiration. Like, yo... I, I like I like to write 
my mind is creative, so I like to write music. I like to write books and movies and plays and comic books. And just to see that the man that's my role model and my superhero went from basketball court, which I feel like I did, like I just want to play ball, to I still need to be creative, but I don't have that same love for basketball like I had to, maybe because he retired. But I still need to be creative. And now my mind's on books and all. And he went and did the same thing. Books and pocket. Come on, man. So people just hit, hit me up like, you the first person I thought of. When I got the news. And it just, it didn't shock me. But it just brought me to reality of how much Kobe Bryant meant to my life. I took Nip, I took Nipsey Hussle passing really personal and hard because that was a person that I was feeling like, oh, I, that was an opportunity. Not only I was robbed of, his family and the world was robbed of because he was growing into a person that was teaching everybody so much. He was learning shit and then giving the game right back. Like, yo, this is what you do. Like, one thing I loved about Nip, he would write, and then at the end of his joint, he would have business talks. Like, he would just talk about business on the end of his songs and shit. Or talk about life and talk about motivation and inspiration and different things. Or in, even in the songs. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I felt like, damn, that was cut short. We was robbed of the opportunity to learn so much about life. Because God or the universe or whoever you believe in personally was giving us, man, so much. And with Kobe, it was just, it wasn't. It wasn't a feeling of we were robbed of it. It was a feeling of how can your superhero die? Because we know Wack or, you know, if you know about the situation, a West Coast dude said Nip wasn't a legend because he didn't sell this amount. No, you're a legend because of what you leave, the impact you leave. And Nip left a crazy impact. So he's a legend. Kobe's not no legend. He's a superhero. It's hard to believe Kobe Bryant was real. ESPN gave beautiful tributes, but all day they kept bringing up that rape allegation from back in the day. And it's crazy of perspective because they're reporting it. But as a person that lived that time frame, it was like, yo, they trying to send my man to jail. Damn, this nigga got court in Denver and then he got a game that night. Oh, shit, he just hit a game winner and, just, you know, basically said... Fuck you, Denver. I ain't tripping. I got this shit. Like the memories. <clears throat> How you look at a person. It's like a person that, like I said, Superman can't die. They're gonna it's like watching a movie, you feel like, like this man can't die, and he has, and his daughter's gone. And as a parent, it impacts you. It's like one of them tried to say on a ESPN, like Oh, I know at that moment, Kobe would have gave anything to, uh, he would have gave his life to save his daughter's life. I, man, as a Kobe Bryant fan, I know at that moment, Kobe wasn't saying it's going to be all right, it's going to be okay. Kobe Bryant was telling his daughter, I love you. He was being real with her. He was holding her. And I, I want to say, maybe his daughter cried, but I don't even see Kobe dying as, uh, crying as the plane. I can't see Kobe crying as the plane going down. I looked at it like, 
Kobe probably knew it was the end. And he just wanted to make sure he held his daughter as close as as he could. I'm not going to say that's what every parent would do. I'm not going to say that's what every parent should do. But that's what I feel like. It's crazy because I feel like that's what Kobe would have did. And I feel like what I've learned from Kobe, that's why what I did. What I would have did. So that's why I'm thinking that's what he would have did. Because I know if I'm in that situation, God forbid, ever, whatever. I got to let my youngin know, yo, I love you. That's all it's about. We're going together. Fuck it. Because that confidence of, not that it's going to be okay, but I got you. Fuck it being okay. I got you. I'm here for you. That's all that really means anything. So it just brings that perspective of family. Like those other families lost people too. There was a family in there that lost their mother, their father, and their sister. And I believe they said it's two younger kids that they still, they got that wasn't on the helicopter. So that's a family. That's two kids that got to grow up without their family. They're direct family. And for me, I feel like, shit, I got to live <clears throat> parts of my life without it. I feel like I lost a family member. Because that's what I would look to for wisdom. I wasn't calling people. Like, you You go to YouTube these days and you click on Sunday, Kobe said. And it was motivation to get up and work. Get up and work. I don't know, man. I don't know. Because it's something that you're going to think about every day. I definitely, I think about certain family members that have passed every day. I think about Nip every day. But I'm going to think about Kobe every day. I appreciate you listening. Peace.